0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nomenclature. My name is Brandon Henderson. My guest today is Brian Husky. And Brian chose the word persnickety to discuss. Brian has been everywhere. And you know his face because of that reason. He has been on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. He was on Veep. Uh, he has been in Superbad, Step Step Brothers. He was a member of the Upright Citizens Brigade. He is a hilarious and extremely talented uh, comedian and actor. And it was a delight to have him on the podcast. And I hope that you enjoy every second of this episode of Nomenclature as we discuss the word persnickety with my very special guest, Brian Husky. thank you for uh jumping on this the show we're we're recording oh, cool. we're
1: we're going for it so oh this this is happening this is this is this is happening whoa right now oh I my know. god all right let me put on my professional voice yeah <clears throat> <laughs> all There's right let's do this <laughs> i have to say i was delighted
0: and i and i apologize that i didn't know this before um but your uh your your ball talk podcast i was delighted okay. to discover this because I myself am bald.
1: You are fully bald?
0: I I am or on the journey. I am on the <laughs> on the I'm on the journey. Yeah. I uh I have a, the um extraordinarily um sad like come over top. Mm. Um but That's a choice I, though, you know. You don't have to Oh no, it's come gone. It over. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did the <laughs> yeah. I did the thing where I was like um I need to get rid of it so that there's no point in time whatsoever where somebody comes up to me and says, Hey, it's time. Yeah. Like I needed to preempt the strike that I knew was inevitable. Yes. So I have this, uh, I just, I just shave it off and I, I have the, uh, the bald guy beard.
1: Yeah. Thing. The bald everywhere. guy beard and glasses combo. Maybe the, I, the David cross kit. Yeah. <laughs> the David cross.
0: Yeah. I have the, uh, the triptych, the trifecta, yeah.
1: whatever, whatever we want to call it yeah me too yeah i haven't i still haven't done i don't know if i'm ever gonna shave maybe i will but i just have like the. i just have my my ring my little signature ring and then some just some useless business in the middle that's just kind of like we're still here like guys, you're not (laughs) doing anything
0: they're they're not pulling their weight at all they really aren't it's the uh uh is it the ten commandments or, or what you know the guys in the bottom of the boat and there's There's a couple of guys like on the far end of the oars,
1: just really not pulling their weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, there it's. It feels like it's a bunch of middle management guys who are just taking a break in the middle of my head. Like, yeah, you guys, you guys do the work. We're just we're supervising. No, you're not. Well, the the thing
0: that happens with Mike, my wife is a very encouraging, wonderful woman. Um, But from time to time, she'll I think become depressed or something. I don't know, and she'll (laughs) say, "You should grow." you should grow it out. You look so good with hair. And I say, Hey, do you remember how I don't have it in the places you think I do? Mm-hmm. And then I will begin to do it like, you know, a few weeks type of a thing. Right. And then I will catch her sort of looking at me sadly. <laughs> and I'll be like, see now it looks like at best, um, you know, really like hair plugs from the sixties. And, uh, she's like, yeah, you should, You should get rid of it now.
1: And I did you might need to start sort of like charting the the time periods of sad looks to you with hair cut and then with hair not cut and see if there's like sort of an ebb and flow to it. It could be more than just your hair. I'm just saying (laughs) could be more going on in the relationship. (laughs)
0: It could just, yeah. That's that is very very true. She just could be sad with my she whole could, sort of she, vibe. In maybe general. it's just your
1: profile. Maybe just it, it yeah. just notice if it's whenever you're in profile, she gets sad. You know, always face <laughs> her face on. Always coming at her face on. Yeah, I always, I give her this little, like a two thirds
0: left of my face type of <laughs> yeah, the, thing. Yeah, because the, that's the like portrait. The, the power, the power
1: side, the power yeah. view. And you put your little, your hand on your chin and just sort of like freeze there.
0: Yeah. Well, my, my thing is too, is I've got an incredible amount of, of white hair in the beard. Yeah. Um, I skipped Ripped. gray. Like there's no gray. Yeah. It just went straight to white. Wow. And uh, as as I'm assuming, you know, since you have, uh, some of the speckle, uh, mm-hmm. it does not grow normally. It does not grow like
1: other hair, at
0: least mine. Does no, not.
1: no, it's a, it's a whimsical defiance. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's like an old man. It's like, I don't care. They, yeah. they do not care wh- what you have to say about how they look or what they're doing. It's just like just it, doing their thing. It's like a chore girl. Do you
0: remember those? Yes. Remember those yeah. like bristly? Like my my mom had those in the kitchen. That's what my face is like now. That's what I. Yeah. Um, I
1: I don't know. We were talking about this on a podcast recently. It's just like, what is what? Why does the why does the beard hair go white first? It seems like such a because you know if you've ever seen like Stephen Colbert when he grew up he, he just like yeah it, yeah he, it just was Santa Claus it's like full on just like wow just white and I'm definitely getting to that point. It's still kind of salt and peppery but um. Oh man, I'm I'm kind of excited for it to be honest. I yeah, I'm excited for
0: people to look at me and be like, "Oh man, that guy's 65," and to shock them when I tell them <laughs> I'm I'm you know in my 40s. Yeah, um, I'm excited for that that moment. Mostly because I'm looking forward to some mistaken uh, senior discounts.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm trying to slip into uh, movies when we can do that again.
0: When we can go back,
1: where are um, you actually? Where are you located?
0: I am a very recently uh, located in Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. Um, I was in Park City, which is 15 minutes away, mm-hmm. so it was a big, significant jump. Um, but came down the mountain just just a little ways, so that's where I am at. And you are uh, in the LA area. I'm assuming. Yes. Yes. Very, very nice.
1: Yes. Been here. Uh- I've been here for 2014 years. Okay, which is crazy to me because that means I've lived here longer than I um I lived in New York for 10 years and then I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. and I left there when I was about 17? No. No, I left there when I was in my 20s, but um this is maybe a um, point. Is this may be one of my longest residences is, is this tiny little house in LA, which is bizarre to me.
0: Do you feel like so, it'll be uh, long term, forever? Like you're in LA, never to to leave again?
1: I I have no idea. I really one thing does this, this past year is that I'm like oh I do not bank on anything <laughs> any anymore. Truly. <laughs> um i don't think i mean i if i had my if i had my dream world i would be probably living in north carolina at least part of the year and and maybe here part of the year um there's not i like la but between the wildflower wildflowers wildfires and the earthquakes uh, and then you throw in the occasional pandemic it's just been a little stressful
0: yeah yeah i mean we've had what's crazy is we've had such a massive influx of people from california Mm -hmm. to uh, park city specifically um coming in and and just ruining the i mean (laughs) raising the value of uh of of homes you know Mm -hmm. you got like a five square foot home going for 10 million dollars now but it uh you know people have been fleeing and then Mm -hmm. with the texas like the um big big, the blizzard, what, what happened down there in right. Texas, there was a big influx, like our, um, uh, and I, the, these numbers may be way off, but either way it was significant, but our, uh, 14 year old is in junior high and park city is not a big town had, um, I think something like 50 kids. Whoa. And there's one junior high in the entire town. Right. So that's a lot of people yeah. coming in in a, a very short amount of time. So, it's, uh, people, people are fleeing. It's, it's very, it's going to be very, very interesting when the dust settles, assuming, and hopefully it will, um, what cities and epicenters for certain things look like. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I yeah. just don't know. Nobody I, knows anymore. I
1: know, I know. It's,
0: it's weird. Have you done anything? Uh, is there anything in the pandemic that you have done? Uh, I, from time to time like to ask people that, that is very weird, weird that you didn't do, uh, pre-pandemic that now is like on the regular this is my um, jam now Good. um besides drinking i don't know that's <laughs> too much like that's my thing
1: no i don't you know i mean i i would say i i just out of sort of like boredom and needing to sort of connect with anything that wasn't dying and sad i did a bunch of like planting and stuff in the yard but i also think that's symptomatic of the fact that i'm 52 and i think it's sort of like (laughs) what you know my my sort of like elderly conditioning is like oh yes now i now i take great pleasure in looking at succulents it's not ironic and i'm not doing it as a bit like it is a genuine interest i have um so I just kind of settled into that. But no, it really, like, my my world got real small. It's sort of like walk the dogs in the neighborhood in the morning. When my daughter's here with me, you know, we share custody. Just kind of, like, help her do her school stuff, do the podcast, write a little bit, occasionally do some online uh, auditions. Um Go out for coffee once a day with my daughter. Uh, that's the big thrill, you know, yeah. to go get a coffee and then come back home. Um, no, I mean, it's been real small. The big, probably the biggest, most adventurous things we've done is to go to this area nearby called Joshua Tree, it was out in the out in the desert. Love Joshua Tree. Yeah, so that that was really very exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah, Joshua Tree is is uh, immediately. I feel like I'm on drugs. Yeah. When I go there. Like I could be drinking milk, and mm-hmm. there's something about that landscape that is just so incredibly
1: trippy. It is like, and I think it's a trippy landscape for adults. I took my daughter out there and it is boring as crap to <laughs> 13 year olds. Uh, yeah. Her, her friend happened to be out there at the same time. So we like, oh, we'll go out to Joshua Street, you know, Joshua Tree park and they're just like ugh rocks who cares boring <laughs> yeah. and they're like but it's millions of years in the making <laughs> like nope you're like i don't give a shit i really have no reference <laughs> you you are ancient i can't even wrap my head around something older than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: no i i have a 12 year old daughter that's uh, going to be 13 in a couple of months mm-hmm. and um Good God. I mm-hmm. don't know what I, you know, I, it is, it is a fire and ice. Yeah. Is my experience currently. Either it, she's very like, um, you know, daddy and sweet, or I'm afraid that I'm going to wake up uh,
1: with her like
0: plunging a knife into my chest.
1: Yeah. One of the two. It does. It takes, I mean, everyone, I you know everyone's different, but the, it, I, Everyone was like, "Oh, get ready for 13, 14, 15. but I felt like twelve was much more uh, unpredictable. You know, yeah. the the seismic plates that were shifting was like, "What the hell? Where'd that come from?" Um, now it's like, I I love. Thir- She's gonna be fourteen this month, and it's like, this age is very cool because the it it, it it for a long time I feel like they 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 straddle. They need you in kind of a still like a childlike way, but them for me like them kind of strutting themselves and then like testing out being just adult things. I love that as long as it's safe, you know. Yeah, but, you know, clothing and sort of like opinions and and observations. Sometimes they don't hit, and then sometimes, you're like, oh my god, your your insight <laughs> is crazy.
0: <laughs> oh, it, that's the most frustrating part for yeah. me when they're really insightful and smart and it's, it has to do with me and my need to improve somehow. Yeah. They will say, and they will be so spot on. I'll be like, yeah, oh, you bastard.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I have just given up on, you know, on all things as far as just so many, you know, so many cultural blind spots have been exposed in the past year, uh, race relation you know gender relations political just everything and and i've just i've i've stopped sort of like immediately questioning her on some stuff and just letting it kind of sink in and then going back and revisiting some stuff if she's like oh dad you can't use that phrase it's you know yeah it's not appropriate because a lot only, I think only maybe like once has she been wrong and every other time. I was like, I don't know. That seems okay. And I sort of like research like, oh yeah. Okay. I'm way off base with that, that, yeah. that phrase. Um, and I'm grateful for that, man. I just, you know, I, I do not want to be that kind of parent. That's just like, whatever I say is law yeah. and, I am, and you will willingly be wrong with me. Um, it,
0: it's a weird balance to strike, to try to, Because on the one hand, like some of the, some of the parenting of the past that was a little authoritarian, um, I shouldn't say the authoritarian part, but a little bit like, Hey, I've been around. Mm -hmm. There's a certain level of like, just make your bed and stop arguing with me Yeah, yeah. where there should be some level of like, uh, you know, Southern. Yes, sir. Yes, Mm -hmm. ma'am. But at the same time, removing the uh the ridiculous uh godlike uh, relationship between parent and child and the abusive nature of a lot of that and uh, again the authoritarian part which is terrible because uh, you know there's the extreme end of like um you know everything uh you want to do is cool you know yeah. which i think can create problems and then you know in the same way that nothing you do is fine It can create problems. And so it's tricky because like kids, you know, I feel like kids need structure and they need somebody to be like, Hey, I've been around and I have, you know, I have advice at least. Yeah. I have some perspective that I can give. And even in some cases, like, Hey, there is like the, the teenage and 20 year old and so on version of running into the street with a moving car, you know, Mm -hmm. where you have to just, they want to go one way and i feel like i've got to run out in the street and grab them so they don't get hit yeah and there's there's more complicated versions of that as they get older i don't know i i, I don't know exactly what those are uh, those are specifically but i believe that those exist <laughs> um they sort of present themselves from time to time where i'm like yo oh yeah. man yeah yeah they're going to get hit by a car and and it's going to be bad um well, that want to be there a, for
1: it. yeah that that last thing was a, the bigger I don't know. I want to say like the bigger the toys they play with, the more. Right. This, because it's sort of the message is like, you're old enough to go out on your own and maybe operate a vehicle or, you know, you're unchaperoned and going with your friends and stuff. It's like that you need to do this. Yeah. That hasn't happened yet. This is all speculative. Like, okay, these are going to be the, the terrifying moments where are like, Oh, so you and four of your friends are going to go up to uh, a rental cabin. Right. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm just yeah. going to trust that that's all you're just going to hang out and you will probably try some things and nobody's right. going to be an idiot about it and stuff. But you got it. Yeah. Do some but that. yeah. But leading up to that, I think, you know, going back to what you're saying as far as like the authoritarian kind of positioning on it, it made me think the other day when she asked me, like, and I, I was trying to get her to leave her friends. And she's like, I want to leave when so and so leaves. And I was like, nope, we have to go now. And she's like, why? And I just explained to her, I was like, I'm hanging out with her parents who clearly need to get on with their evening. And yeah. it's rude. Um, But th- she asked in such a way that it sounded like she was just like, she didn't want to know. She just was like protesting. Yeah. And we talked about it. I was like, you know, when I say da 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 da. And, and she was sort of like, I genuinely didn't understand. And it's just her tone and her delivery was such at this age that like, if she if she's confused about something, she's going to ask it, but she's going to ask in a way that's kind of like, I'm frustrated by not knowing what the hell you're talking about, but you're yeah. kind of putting a law on me. Um, so it kind of comes back. I'm always like the best case scenario is what's her agency in this and what's her ownership of like the knowledge she has. And and if she doesn't have it, that's where I have. It is our job to be sort of like, no, this is how this is how it has to be. And this is why. Right. But the weird thing is sometimes you you, you can't explain why <laughs> they just don't have the. It's like, yeah, there are two or three phases you haven't gone through that. This is not going to click for you. Totally. If I explain it, you know, so just well. trust me. and and you just won't you you just won't know until
0: you're of a certain age and you've seen certain things those Mm -hmm. are there are there are certain things that are like that but i i love that like um the accountability accountability side is like (laughs) you you can they can be the smartest people in the world but also simultaneously be so incredibly naive just because they are the age they are they haven't seen or experienced certain things
1: yeah And, and if i and we
0: do you have boys or girls so I have five children. Wow. Uh, boys and girls. Uh, okay. So I have so blended family as well. So mm-hmm. three three kids from my first marriage and my wife had two from hers and then we combined. So we have nice. five together.
1: Wow. Yeah, I was going to say the difference I'm I just have one girl and I'm always grateful because <laughs> there is a there's a two year advantage uh, with emotional intelligence that boys do not have, uh, <laughs> that I'm always like, oh great, I don't. This yes, is, this <laughs> is not going to be some ongoing battle for the next two years before you're like, oh, I get it, you know. But I have t- my
0: so fourteen year old, my uh, stepson. So my wife has a sixteen year old and a fourteen year old, and I you know been in their their lives for for a number of years, but. <laughs> My our 14 year old, he's a super street smart kid. I feel like he's very uh, savvy that way. He's emotionally intelligent. Uh, he's um, he understands certain things. I feel like in an advanced way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because of that, we're, we're pretty lax on like, you know, we're generally we're pretty, we're fairly liberal folk. And so we're, we're, pretty lax on, you know, the kind of films that he watched within reason. And, you know, yeah. He listens to, et cetera. You know, art is, you know, we have a lot of conversations about art and expression and all of that sort of stuff. And so, you know, he's seen a lot of things from that perspective. Um, but uh, we were, we went up to Canada, which is where I'm from maybe a year or two ago. And my wife and I were, uh, it took a, a night away. My parents are up there. We left the kids with the parents. We took a night away and went to the Prince of Wales hotel in waterton alberta and had a a really fun night, yada yada and we came back and got the kids and uh went on our way and like six months later he was talking to my wife about about sex Mm -hmm. and he had said something about uh he said said oh do you know what i know the time you guys you and brandon had sex it was that time you guys went to that hotel In Canada, because you came back and you seemed really happy. I bet you that was that the time. And she's like the time, the time that we had said, I mean, he wasn't wrong. However, um, it's it's definitely happened once or twice before and or since. And but just the fact that his in his mind. Uh, you know, and and where our assumption is, like, you know, he understands a lot about that or or whatever. We're you try to be open about everything, but yeah, that in his mind, it was, you know, in the last six months, that mm-hmm. was the one time that we had yeah. sex was hilarious and and very uh, uh, informative into the mind of of a uh, uh, you know a teenage boy, a young teenage boy.
1: Totally, I love that. Yeah, and 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 maybe that's the that's the lesson to takeaway is like that's right. So w- yeah. the 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 three special times in your life that you have sex, you really gotta <laughs> make it count. You know, yeah. make sure you it's can. very that you don't want to waste it because you get three shots at it. And that's it.
0: Yeah. No. And as his stepfather, I, you know, you take the opposite approach just be like, "No, man, it's all the
1: time." <laughs> <laughs> oh, not to get I, gross about your mom, but boy, <laughs> let me tell boy.
0: you, I'm
1: really getting in there.
0: I mean, anytime that you you don't see us and we're somewhere else, it's happening. My <laughs> uh, I have, I, I we do make it a point of of uh, you know trying to gross them out uh, yeah. a, a little bit. You know, anytime we just passively kiss and they're like gross. You know, lean yeah, into, fantastic. That's funny. Um, but uh, so I have this weird
1: uh, word show that you're on now. Yeah. Um, that- we've been doing for 20 minutes thus far (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we have used words which is which is a great conceit for this
0: that's exactly right and Mm -hmm. there's uh and for fun just to get real douchey off the top uh there's a a a french philosopher named Jacques Derrida are you Mm -hmm. familiar with Jacques uh sure no (laughs) no nobody is There's, there's like 12 people in the world um that are uh but he said something uh that I was pounded into my brain when I was in my undergrad because my undergrad was uh, painfully behind in philosophy, in literary philosophy at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but that's what we studied, which people were studying in like the, uh, like the 70s or something. Right. Um, but uh, something that he said was, uh, there is nothing outside of the text. And what he meant by that is that uh, his theory was that uh, human beings do not have the ability to conceptualize anything sans language. So... Hmm. The idea that, uh, we, we cannot, uh, which is why like infinity is such a hard thing for a human being to, to try to wrap their head around because there's no real word to like describe forever because mm-hmm. time, uh, you know, a limitless time is just that it's limitless. You can't, you know, put in your brain right now, a limitless number. Cause that right. doesn't necessarily exist. Um, and so, uh, all that to say, uh, I, I love words. I'm always fascinated by words and I appreciate you coming on the show to talk mm-hmm. about them. And you chose uh, the word persnickety, which is a wonderful word to say. It is. Um, and I am curious as to why you chose this word in particular.
1: Uh, I had like, I had a list, I had a little list. Um, and this one I chose uh, mainly because it sounds like a dr. Seuss made up word um the first time I heard it, I thought someone it also sounds like just a bad improv name or something that's yeah, come the per, up with person's yeah, I'm Donald yeah. persnickety. um yeah it just it doesn't sound like a word. it doesn't sound like it should be a word or uh it, you know it sounds like a toy product name or something um. But it's so, uh, and it's got so many weird vowels and hard sounds and and uh, alliterative elements to it that yeah. I just, it feels like it, it might be some weird mishmash. It's either some weird mishmash history to the word, or it is, I also like the idea that it might be like, oh, it is based on the don- the, the, the history of a family, the Persnicks who you know <laughs> used to make the famous persnick jam and yeah. then t- someone to say oh this is very persnickety um meaning the flavor was full of fruit um yeah. so who knows man i i wish
0: that all of this w- was true i wish that <laughs> like i wish the etymology of a word it could be like the meaning of a word that if you just said it enough times that's what it became uh-huh uh uh you know, am I going to
1: be very disappointed by the 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 discovery with this this word's yes. history? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. It's, it's it's
0: there's a there's a mild mystery around really the the complete origin of it. There's there's assumptions, but nobody exactly knows. It's not a particularly uh, old word. It's, no, it, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, feels like it's pretty recent.
0: Yeah, and what's interesting, too, is it's actually, uh, from what I could sort of glean, is it is uh, in its height of use now, weirdly, mm. uh, as opposed to, you know, when it sort of originated. Um, so it's
1: having, oh, so it's having its sort of like, it's time. Like, it's... It, yeah. It's, I, I just, I, I have a sense for these kinds of things. Yeah, I... have I, f- I figured as much. The I, zeitgeist of words is, is a big, big part of yeah. my life. That that's what I've gotten into during the, uh, the pandemic is the zeitgeist of words, different words.
0: Yes. Well, and I'm I'm now waiting for a lil persnickety rapper to come out. A fun, <laughs> a fun practice by the way, just as an aside. If you ever want to go on like Spotify or something and just come up with any random word you want, like toenail, mm-hmm. and then put lil in front of it. There will 90% of the time be an artist named that. <laughs> I swear to God. I you my wife and I did this for like two hours once, where we were like little lips, little lipstick, little Ilo eyelash or whatever. And yeah. they're almost entirely like, yeah, it's it's a great, great game. That's um, funny. Also a fun game. And I'm I'm, I'm gonna ruin all of this now that we're on the the word show. Um is uh is to play a, a game, and I mean this sincerely, by the way, uh, mm. to come up with uh so we think of a film name and then just to add the word uh butthole somewhere in the film name, replace a word. So like saving mm-hmm. private butthole. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm eight, I will legitimately <laughs> do this with a certain, you know, uh, grouping of friends and enjoy myself for hours and hours. Um anyway, that's just a little aside if you ever get bored.
1: Okay. That sounds good. So butthole have... land would be nomad land.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, that's easy. I get the concept. Yeah. You and get it. Are. I mean, yeah. if you need me to write it down and I, I need to send you the instructions
1: and the details of how to play it, I'm happy to do it. I say you try to pack package this as a board game. Something yes, <laughs> if you can really sort of go the distance and get people to buy this and open it up and find out it's like, that's it. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, rip that's off. truly all it is. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think it's it's going to be a hit. Yep. Anyway, so persnickety, my friend. So uh, early 19th century is where the origin happens. So 1808, there's actually a pretty uh, across the board uh, agreement that, uh, you know, it, it comes from the word pernickety, <laughs> <laughs> which means essentially the exact same thing as persnickety. So, okay. if you're in the UK, uh, more often pernickety is used as opposed to here in the states. We just threw the s in because we're it's just what what we do over here, I guess.
1: We pluralize everything. We don't care.
0: Yeah, we just added it for for no good reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so, or is said yep. by it was popularized by somebody with a lisp. Yes, so it per, took off pernickety. Yeah, pernickety. yeah, it's, yeah it's Mike Tyson got a hold of it and that's what's happening. <laughs> uh, I actually really like the idea of, of him using that word like ad nauseum.
1: Like that
0: mm, yeah oh, fight th- fightin guy, fighting this guy and he thought felt that sounds more Jay Leno <laughs> actually yeah um but uh so pernickety, uh, a uh, Scottish origin actually uh, okay. um and sort of an uh, an earlier version of that pernicky um, but again, same definition—sort of precise, fastidious, uh, picky over trivial kinds of things. Uh, the definition really hasn't shifted all that much since mm-hmm. the beginning. Um, one thing that uh, there is some assumption that maybe it was just uh, sort of a, a, a combination of uh, particular and finicky, and that that's as simple as as it is. Oh. Um, yeah. which would make some sense, right? Yep. With like a, that. especially with the definition of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is no like explicit, uh, you know, through line from uh, particular and finicky to uh, pernicky or pernickety or persnickety.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: okay. okay. So it, it's not, it, it itself is not a particularly persnickety word in its origin. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it is, uh, kind of, I, I, I don't know. It's interesting to me that persnickety is suddenly at its height of use. I feel like I have not heard the word used in conversation. Uh, like, like if I took this conversation right now and added up all the uses of persnickety, it would equal like my lifetime's worth of hearing it. Yes. Anything. Or is this, uh, is this happening? Maybe it's an LA thing and there's just, people are just
1: busting out for snickety left and right. I feel like it's only come up. I remember my grandmother saying it and I was like, what? And she, but she was sort of saying it knowing that like, I'm going to say this word, which I could easily just been like, like you said, it's sort of like, Oh yeah, you're very precise. You're very, you're almost uptight. Um, but using that word was a conversation starter or stopper. You yeah. know, it kind of it 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 kind of feels like one of those words. When you say it, your nose is like this is going to get some kind of reaction if I throw it in there. Um, whether it is to be mocked for using it or like what? What is that word? Um, and I know I said it around my daughter, and she didn't believe. She thought I was making it up. She's like, "That's not a word. That's no, too silly." That's a dumb word. What are you talking about? Um, I was like, no, it's a real word. I'm going to go on a podcast that's going to explain its history. Yeah. Someday you watch. Yeah,
0: One of these days. And here we are. Here we are. Now you, you, once this is done and out, you can burst into her room. You can kick the door down. Mm -hmm. You can throw your phone down, press play or, you know, whatever. And be like, listen, and she will feel so, so dumb.
1: I do feel like, yeah, I feel like. It could easily be used in some kind of cutesy um, you know, interstitial ad on Hulu that advertises some sort of like um artisanal dog food company, you know. Is your dog yeah. a persnickety eater? Um, <laughs> just like the whole thing is a litany of all these different kind of like weird words to throw in there. Um but yeah, it's not it's not a common conversation word, that's for sure. No, but but now that you know,
0: the more I've been thinking about it, it the more I I can name uh, I can think of a lot of people that are actually quite persnickety. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and I feel like I, I would be like, they're really anal retentive. I feel like that's my go-to. I'd be say something like that. But persnickety, I feel like is 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 more accurate for a lot. Like my dad, for example, is massively persnickety. When it mm-hmm. comes to vacuuming the house, he's one of the, the he's a, a triangle guy. You know, Do you know the triangles in the carpet. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a particular. So the front room, as it's called in the Henderson household, uh, is the sacred room, where it is for uh, looking at, I guess. And from time to time, when royalty comes over, you can sit there, but you never walk in the middle. Of the front room because the triangles Are there yeah. and even though He <laughs> vacuums them Vacuums the the, the carpet And readjusts yeah. the triangles Truly twice I, I'm not kidding twice a day wow. uh, You cannot Walk in it to this day My, my parents are in their late 70s uh, Or my dad Is anyway sorry mom uh, <laughs> They will um, Still tell me about the time my friend Jimmy Balderson came over, and because he knew my dad was so persnickety about the carpet, he came and he rolled uh, on the ground like like a uh, like a log, you know, like a steamroller mm. uh, back and forth just to mess with my dad. And they are still to this day pissed <laughs> and traumatized. Jimmy. Oh, so so upset that he would be so so disrespectful to roll on the triangles. So Yet. that. Is persnickety?
1: I would say that persnickety might be compulsive, uh, almost. (laughs) Oh, not almost, my friend. Completely or flat out OCD. Oh Um, yeah, it is like a much more loving way of of describing someone's sort of uh, a negative quality. You know what I mean? It is. It 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 borders on sort of like um, you know, like a. A passage from some, you know, town about a small town, a book about a small town, or something, you know, just like each each individual character has their own little lovable quirks.
0: Yes. So. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot more kind. um, Yeah. Than me being like, you know, Dad, you're being a dick, or or
1: something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Which I've never, of course, said. Old Rod Summers was a persnickety (laughs) accountant in town. Um. (laughs) yeah it's much yeah. It, it it it's a colorful way of sort of saying ocd compulsion
0: <laughs> yeah and uh man was he ever, like my dad is is so uh ocd to the point where like he was in uh in, so he grew up in anchorage alaska mm-hmm. uh in the late 60s there was a huge earthquake like a nine point something earthquake up there oh wow and Uh, like the streets out front of their house rose like 10 feet. Like it was a crazy, crazy thing. And as a, like, I think he was, maybe it was mid sixties. He was uh, 18 years old, something like that, 17, 18. And as the earthquake started to happen, his first thought was, oh no, the China wear. And And the carpet, (laughs) the triangles. Oh my (laughs) God, God. God. the triangles. And my... (laughs) Uh, my parent, my grandparents are were not uh by a extreme uh long shot uh, wealthy in any way, shape, or form, uh the extreme opposite, uh alcoholic, uh you know, etc.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but my dad's first thought was, oh no, the Chinaware, and and grabbed the dishes while the earthquake was happening, it lasted for like seven minutes, which is oh bananas, my God. and grabbed towels. I don't know where the wherewithal. <sighs> <laughs> Where like I'm hiding like somewhere trying not to die or like grabbing my you know family members or something. Yeah, my dad is like sweet Jesus. The the bowls that are you know t- you know four cents from Sears are gonna break. He gets towels, grabs the, as much of the the dishes as he can, and puts it on the ground, and like cradles it so it doesn't <laughs> smash and break. That's amazing. So
1: anyway, I had a great time growing up. It was a real fun place. I had a lot of <laughs> friends over. Priorities. Inside. Yeah, yeah. But he knows what's important. At the yeah. In the day, what are you going to well, eat
0: off of to give to give my dad some credit? I will say I think I think a large part of that was a, a reaction to having uh, parents who drank too much and party too much and no, uh, no control whatsoever in that yeah. household. And so it sort of like propelled him into this extreme like, oh, totally. Uh, gotta yeah. control what I can you know
1: yeah 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 your environment if you can control your environment and your environment doesn't talk back that's that's the easiest thing to control that's exactly right yeah.
0: um but uh, uh, one other just additive thing for the history of this thing there so th- there's there's other schools of thought as to where this comes from like somebody said there you know there's some etymologists that think it's a child's way of saying particular and they just screwed it up and said persnickety. Feels like a bit of a stretch to me. That, yeah, that
1: the yeah. kid, that kid's way off base. Then I, kid, I want to hear him say some other words.
0: I know that that kid needs to talk to my dad, who, by the way, is a speech pathologist, um, <laughs> which
1: had to have been
0: a nightmare. Can you imagine with just the little I told you about my dad being so so OCD about things, and then he's sitting there with like children and like oh my victims being like just it's it's, it's S. <laughs>
1: It had to have been absolutely insane. What was the feedback on like, I mean, this is pre Yelp, but were people (laughs) like, yeah, you did. Uh, Just one session is good for us. I think we're going to go somewhere else. Or was he sort of like cream of the crop? Honestly, I say all that, but honestly, I think he was really fantastic and very Mm -hmm. patient
0: um, with people. Again, I think if it was like if it was in his home and like, you know, again, the triangles were at stake, whether they could say S or not. Right. um, then he would have lost it. But when he's outside of his space, he's actually yeah. very chill and yeah, uh, easy going, but you get inside the house and boyo. Wow, things That's get fascinating uh, get crazy. Oh, yeah, so I, I, I would love to
1: science needs to study his brain. That's going to be a weird thing, I think uh, on a massive level coming out of the pandemic, just the difference between I don't know everyone's everyone's respective little, you know hiding place. Of choice, uh, you're either like gonna be saturated with it and like, I do not care anymore, I don't want to be around this, or we're all yeah. gonna have a heightened kind of like connection to like my space. Very important, you know. What I mean, yeah, um, I can't tell. I'm still in that weird, like, oh, I could go out in the world, but I'm just ending up staying here again. <laughs> And yeah. I've gone in and out of just like, it's almost like with you and your, your wife and your hair growth. Like sometimes <laughs> I'm disgusted by my house and sometimes I'm like, I love this place so much. Yeah. You just so. described our relationship. As a, as a I mean, <laughs> I, really, from, I, get, I go right to the core. I'm, I'm just really insightful <laughs> based on 20 minutes of talking to you.
0: No, I, I think it's true. Like I, for all the things that have been horrific and terrible about the pandemic, um, and there's plenty of, of what that has been. Um, the one thing I will say is just like you said at the beginning, the the quietness of all of this, Mm -hmm. the, um, the opportunity to like just do small, simple things with, with the kids, for example, has been Mm -hmm. so incredibly valuable to like do work, to go on a walk, to read a book, Mm -hmm. to, you know, just have conversations, um, you know, have been so valuable and I wouldn't trade that and I hope none of us do. I hope we hold on to some semblance of that going forward because I think it's been um or it can be um mm-hmm. really really great if you have you know if you're you have people around you you know I'm lucky enough to have you know people around me that I, I love and who tolerate me and you know we we can get along. But um that that is a silver
1: lining for me for sure. Yeah 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 i mean the, the the interesting thing will be and i've heard you know i feel like in the media and just like in in what little conversations i have with people outside of these few walls um just the learning curve of talking to other people face to face and like in a in a conversation that will stretch beyond maybe 15 minutes because after 15 minutes if you're if you've been responsible, you're like, Oh, I gotta go. This is getting unsafe. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a, that's going to be strange. I think it's going to be strange. And then there, and then there's always going to be, there's going to be such a, like, uh, a range of reaction. They're going to have the other people who are probably just going to go just head first into full engagement of so many people. And maybe in such inappropriate ways. <laughs>
0: oh, I, I guarantee it. Yeah. It's, weird (laughs) it's the uh so i i I grew up mormon i was raised uh that and was very very into it my parents are still very orthodox i i did the whole mission thing i was one of those guys that was at the door Mm. in the tie yeah and very awkward (laughs) and uh i i've since you know left the 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 uh the church but uh one thing about, you know, uh, being in a situation like that, that is very, very interesting and sometimes very sad to watch is um, also kind of funny from a particular different kind of perspective, but uh, is when when you grow up in a, a, an organization or you are put in a place, you know, you talk about like the pandemic people have been sort of forced to not interact forced to not be involved, to, to not do things. And then when you sort of raise the gate, even if it, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who don't responsibly raise the gate. Um, similarly, you know, people that have been raised in like the Mormon church or their uh, Amish church or very strict Bible Baptist or whatever it is. And then that gate raises, um, there's, there's a difficulty with uh, um, sort of being controlled in wading into the world. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I would I know a lot of people who were raised Mormon who left the church and went from like not drinking coffee and not drinking alcohol and uh, et cetera to like next day I'm having
1: an orgy and putting heroin in my eyeball. Right. You know what it's I mean? Like, like, it's like the rum springer thing. Do you, exactly. Did, yeah. yeah. The documentary um, and that whole situation. Yeah. It's uh that, yeah, it, 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 it reminds me, yeah, I think people have a proportional sort of uh, reaction to, you know, whatever restrictions are placed on them, that they either kind of like, it sinks into them, or they want to get it off of them. They want to like reject yeah. it as, as as boldly as they can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all that to say, it will be interesting to see. um who who will moderate some of that sort of waiting back into the world and who will, you
1: well, know, it's, it's lick, like
0: flick the bananas at the grocery store.
1: Yeah. But, you know, it's like a good example is like the the recent spring break uh, oh, yeah. debacle, you know, Lauderdale and all that stuff. It's just like, yeah. I mean, that's always a nightmare. But they were like, wow, guys, come on. I, we know it's been a while, but please. <laughs> yeah. Please calm down. Yeah. Relax. Take a breath.
0: Yeah. um, uh." Yeah, be a little persnickety about this. Thank you. I was about yeah. to do that, but you being a good host, you beat mm-hmm. me to it. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Just wrapping it all up. Bringing it uh, back home. <laughs> Brian, thank you so, so much for, for chatting with me about uh, about this word and other things. And uh, it's been delightful. I've always, uh, uh, believe it or not, I, I'm maybe more uh, excited about this conversation than, than uh, a majority of the p- previous ones. And I'll let everyone to guess which ones I was less uh, excited about uh, <laughs> and assume that it was them, but uh, this was delightful for me. I, I really, oh, really appreciate it.
1: Oh, I was so psyched. I was, uh, I was psyched. I love the, I, I loved the conceit and, uh, and your guys, let me just say this. Brandon writes a wonderful invite. Uh, very very cordial it had it really it showed his his mormon roots really came yeah. through and I felt safe and maybe I was gonna get some literature at the end of it but I was mm-hmm. gonna tolerate the conversation Um, but now I, now you don't do that anymore I'm like all right, we'll just have
0: the conversation actually this is all an entire this whole thing was a ploy as soon as we stop recording uh, oh yeah the Book of Mormons coming out
1: my my, my inbox is gonna get flooded with like <laughs> big big files <laughs> entire oh, books man. Yeah.
0: buckle up yeah um yeah but thank you brian i, I was a delight oh totally thanks so much